first week, I came and jumped out of it, right? Did, did that surprise anyone? Nobody? You knew I was in there? Wow. Okay. Well, Chris is in there today. Chris, you can come out. Just kidding. No, he's not real. But, um, uh, but yeah, so came out of there. And that first week, we talked about who we are in Jesus. Uh, power, or the reference was to the power of words, our thoughts, um, and our declarations, and even in the miraculous, how we get to operate in that, because we're like Jesus. When we're raised to life in Jesus, we get everything that he had. So uh, that was our first week. Last week, Pastor talked about resurrection choices and choosing a life hidden in Jesus where we don't bow to fear, we don't give in to the temporary pleasures of sin, uh, and we don't have a stubbornness of heart through distrust, but we, we choose to understand and grasp for ourselves the great promises of God for ourselves, not just having the good, because sometimes we let good stuff get in the way when God has something great planned for us. And so uh, Pastor talked about that last week, so that was, uh, that was really good, really powerful. Uh, and I was gone last week. I totally missed it, but I heard it on the podcast, so that was good. I was suffering for Jesus in Tennessee, so that was good. Uh, went to Dollywood. Anyone been to Dollywood before? No? It's like Disneyland in, by the Appalachian Mountains. Like, it's crazy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think it exists, but it does, so it was cool. Got to see my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law there, so that was, uh, that was cool. All right, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to continue the Raised to Life series in terms of faith and hope. So when we're raised to life in Jesus, right, our, we die to ourself, we die to our old ways, we die to the old man, as, as some of us refer to it. And then once we're dead, Jesus revives us in him. He gives us a brand new life, and that's why the coffin's on stage, if you're wondering. But we have this new life in Jesus, and in this new life in Jesus, we, uh, we get some cool things. We get a new hope. We get a new hope, a powerful hope something that affects change. And we also get something uh, called faith. And faith is an amazing thing uh, because it, it basically is the currency of heaven, right? Pastor always says that. It's a currency of heaven. It's how things work, how things operate. And it's such a powerful reminder that, yeah, faith is like that. But for some of us, we're, I, I hope today, my purpose for today is to hopefully redefine some wrong thinking that we may still have from our past life in terms of what is hope, what is really faith. And even maybe raising to life some things that um, even just in Christendom in general, we kind of pick up, but they're not really biblical. You know what I mean? And so hopefully to challenge some of those thoughts and... Uh, and uh, help us to really dive into what Jesus has for us. Amen? All right, so uh, today, let's start with faith and hope. Hope and faith actually go together a lot, right? It, um, in, in the Bible, it talks about these three remain. Paul, I think, mentions these three, rem- these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, right? And so we're going to leave out love today, right? It's important, I promise, but we're just going to be talking about faith and hope. Uh, and so they almost have a symbiotic relationship, a symbiosis. Anyone know what I mean? Has anyone heard that term before in school, high school biology? Really? Like four people? Okay. So, okay, there we go. Thank you. So a symbiotic relationship. You may have seen this on like Discovery Channel, like the pilot fish um, or the remora fish. Uh, both are, are, tend to get really close to sharks. Now, you may see all these, like, this school of fish swimming alongside sharks, right? And they have what's called a symbiotic relationship. They benefit, or at least they have a neutral relationship that doesn't harm each other, but they work together. So for the pilot fish or the remora, and then also a shark, they both benefit off of each other. Now, the shark doesn't actually eat these school of fish. He doesn't actually eat them. What it does is the shark will be swimming along, and you have all these fish that are following alongside. 
Now, those little fish actually eat off um, uh, the dead skin cells, bacteria, uh, little parasites that try to, to get at the shark. And in return, the shark is kind of like a, a protection of sorts for those fish from other predators. So the shark won't harm them. He gets a benefit from the fish. He gets cleaned off. He's all nice and neat, gets a little shower, right? And then the fish benefit because they get some food and some protection. So it's a symbiotic relationship. So hope and faith have something similar, a symbiosis of sorts, where they work together, they benefit from each other, but they're, they're, um, and they're, so they're not mutually exclusive, but they, do, uh, they are a little bit different. So we're going to talk about that. So let's start in Hebrews 11.1, 1. if we could go to that. And this is a, such a great verse. It's powerful just on its own. It says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So what I'm going to focus on here is faith is confidence in what we hope for. Another version says it's the assurance of things we hope for. So we already can see a relationship forming between faith and hope. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. So is hope confidence itself? No. So hope is not confidence in something happening in itself, but faith is. All right, so we already see a difference. Hope is a confidence, or hope doesn't necessarily have confidence with it, but faith does. All right, and it's assurance about what we do not see. Uh, the interesting about this passage is the, uh, the word for of things hoped for is called, uh, now bear with me, I'm, I'm not Greek, so I don't know Greek very well, but it's, a, it's the word elpizomenon. Everyone say that, elpizomenon. All right, wake up. Come on, you can do better than that. All right, elpizomenon. All right, that just means of things hoped for, but when you delve, delve deeper into that, it comes from the root word elpizo, which means hope. Okay, wow, that was powerful, right? But then you go even deeper, and then elpesi, uh, it, that's the root word of elpizo, and that means uh, hope, and also it means expectation. Okay, so now we're getting a little bit deeper into what hope might mean, maybe expectation. And this comes from another word which is elpo, and that means to anticipate or to welcome. So now we already know that hope is a wel- has a welcoming nature and it anticipates a result, but does it necessarily have confidence? Help me out. Does it necessarily have confidence looking at that? No, faith has confidence, hope does not. So we have an expectation in hope. So hope is really uh, kind of a far-off thing. It's a possibility of happening. When you're hoping to get a gift on your birthday, are you assured of it? Are you confident you're going to get that gift? No, because you're hoping for it. It's a far-off thing. It's a far-off possibility. It's a longing for something, right? Okay, and then we also look at the word uh, for faith, and uh, this is pistis. Everyone say pistis. All right, and this is Greek. It, it, means, it means faith, obviously, but it comes from the root word patho, or pitho, which, which means to persuade or to be persuaded. So faith means to be persuaded. If you're persuaded about something, are you confident in it? Yes. Many of you are confident or you have been persuaded. You have faith in gravity. If you jump off this stage, you will fall to the ground, right? So some of you guys have faith in that already. You have, you've been persuaded that gravity exists. It's a thing. Right? So that's the difference. Faith is that clo- it has a close-up nature. It has something where um, it's tangible. Right? It's the, the confidence in what we hope for. It's the assurance of what we do not see. So it means it's a, it's a, there's a tangibility to faith where hope is almost a far-off possibility. We doing okay? Okay. We understand the difference? We're just kind of building a pyramid. We've got to start at the bottom, build a big, nice base, and then we're going to get to the point. All right? So I promise. We're getting there. Amen. Amen. 
All right, so in its, uh, actually, this word too for faith is actually used 243 times in the Bible. So it's kind of important. It's kind of important. So we really need to focus on what is faith? Why is faith so important? Why is faith the currency of heaven that moves mountains, right? Why is faith that? So let's maybe define even more the difference between hope and faith, and then we'll go, go a little bit deeper. So let's look at Colossians 1.5. Colossians 1.5. If you have your Bibles with us today, you can turn there as well. <clears throat> All right, so here we go. It says, uh, The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel. All right, so let's start that again. Let's focus on that starting statement. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven. Okay, so what springs from hope? Faith and love, but we're not talking about love today, so we're just focusing on faith, right? So faith comes from hope. It springs from hope. So now we see even more of that relationship forming. We see even more of that relationship forming. You have this hope, right, in something, right? Maybe it's in in getting a nice birthday gift. Maybe it's in your friend taking you out to lunch today. I don't know, whatever it is, right? You have this hope, And from that springs faith. From that springs faith. So in more contemporary terms, you could say maybe hope powers faith. Everyone say that. Hope powers faith. faith. Oh, that wasn't everybody. I saw some of you not moving your mouths. You're not ventriloquists. Is anyone a ventriloquist? I actually would be really impressed. Okay. All right. So so hope powers faith. faith. All right. All right. All right, so hope powers faith. So uh, based upon this passage, we know uh, without hope, which remember is a longing for something, it's a longing, it's a far off possibility. We know it's possible, but it's far off. So that could be any, for anything. It could be for, we have hope for a miracle. We hope to get healed. We hope, hope to get a prophetic word. We hope to hear from God. We hope to get that new job, whatever it is, right? So we know that without hope, we could never have faith. Because what powers faith? Hope. And we have hope in Jesus. When we relate to life in Jesus, we get that hope, a living hope. We get that, as the Bible puts it, a living hope. Which, what is faith? The assurance of things hoped for or the confidence of things uh, 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 not seen, right? Let's also d- dig just a little bit deeper. This will be our last uh, verse for a little while. Let's go to Romans ten seventeen. Do we see the relationship between hope and faith developing? Okay? For some of you, are like, well, this isn't really important to me yet. Well, you'll find out why. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I really like the King James version on this, so that's why we have the cometh, the thiths, in this version. But so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. All right, so let's just take the end, the starting of that statement to the end. Let's just break that down. So faith comes by hearing, Okay, and hearing by the word of God. So it's like that A equals B equals C relationship in math. How many did that in algebra? Anyone remember that? And you're like, well, yeah, A equals C. Okay, I get it. Well, that's kind of like this statement, A equals C here. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes from where? The word of God. Faith comes from the word of God. So now we see even more things developing. We see that faith and hope are very interrelated. Hope is far off. Faith is a right now mentality or reality more, more so. And then we know that faith comes from the word of God. So it's based on something. Faith isn't just some far off intangible thing, right? When someone says, oh, I have faith, do you really? Is it based on the word of God? Or is it just some far off thought that you have? 
And God's kind of funny. He loves doing stuff like this. He opens up so many possibilities for us, right? Um, it says, uh, it, it, you know, in, in, in every regard, if you have faith as small as a what? Mustard seed, you can move mountains, right? God opens that up. So basically saying, if you have a problem in your way, if you have faith in that, you can move a mountains. Does it say if you have hope, you can move mountains? No. So now we see even more of a difference. We see more of a difference developing. Hope is good. Faith is better. Hope is good. Faith is better. Hope helps you survive a situation. Faith gets you through it. Let's redefine how we approach our prayer life, how we approach our relationships, how we uh, approach our self-talk when we're talking to ourselves, when we're approaching a difficult situation. Faith is amazing. And God has opened up literally every possibility for us through faith. Through faith. Through faith. And I'm just going to buzz through these. Uh, you don't necessarily have to put these on the screens, Marissa, but uh, Mark 9.23, everything is possible for one who believes. Mark 11.24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. Believe, now that's a key, believe that you have received it. What is that? Is that hope or faith? Faith, the assurance of things hoped for. You have received it already. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Jesus is funny. He says this multiple times. John 14, 12 through 14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. That's a crazy promise. So what is faith based on? The word of God. So we should have a crazy amount of faith in regards to everything being possible. Everything. Everything being possible. That's amazing. So, so that applies to every realm of your life. So at, at your workplace, Something is possible. You're having a difficult situation with a coworker. You're not getting along. Guess what? You can have hope that that situation will change, or you can shift your perspective, move into faith, and ha- see it changed. Do you understand? Also, with your maybe a miracle on, on healing. Maybe you've been struggling with something for a long time, and it hasn't been going away. Hope says, thank you, Jesus, that someday I'm going to be healed when I die eventually and go to heaven. Right? That far-off hope. Okay, you could wait that long, but God didn't die for that. He died for you to have that reward now. Right? So faith says, faith says, no, I'm not going to give up. I already have this healing because God promised it to me. Everything is possible for those that believe. And then God even goes even further and says, by his wounds, we are healed. And that's not just a physical, like emotional thing. Oh, my feelings are healed. No, that's like your body is physically healed. He was whipped and bled so you wouldn't have to go through injury or pain like that. You get to live in a whole new mentality, a whole new reality. Do we understand? So it's so fun that faith unlocks things. Hope is like our base, right? It shows us there's a possibility of something. But faith takes us deeper. Faith takes us deeper. And we need to be a people of faith, amen? And we are. We are. New Horizon is a church of faith. It's a church of faith. So fun. So let's examine maybe the differences between hope and faith and maybe see if in our own lives we've ever, uh, we've ever tried to say that we had faith but we really just had hope. Okay, so let's examine that. Maybe you'll see what I mean. 
maybe in Christmas. Uh, let's see, in Christmas. So uh, you get presents for Christmas. I remember as a little kid, oh man, I'm telling myself, hopefully my, parent, my parents are over there, so hopefully they forgot this story. But, um, but yeah, so I remember I was, I don't know, probably nine or ten, and I remember getting a little inkling inside, because it was around Christmas time, and I know my mom uh, had gone out for presents, and uh, I knew that they were hidden somewhere in their room. So, so I, I had a deep-seated hope that I got a certain type of present, right? So I, I, remember going, I remember going up into their bedroom, and immediately, you know, the uh, righteousness of Jesus is like standing at the door, and he's like, do you really want to go in there right now? <laughs> and I just, remember, <laughs> I just remember kind of fighting that off, being like, yeah, it's okay. And, right, and so then, so I walk in there, I remember going in, and I remember looking through, kind of peeking. Like, I didn't want to look too hard because then that would be kind of, you know, I'm a Christian, so I d- can't totally sin, just kind of like slightly, you know? And so, like, I kind of look under stuff, and I'm kind of looking. I'm like, oh, it's not over there. Then I go in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Parents, don't hide your stuff in the closet, okay? Because you're, you're, yeah. So all the kids said, amen. No, um, but so I went in the closet, and I remember it was like the mother load of gifts, right? And I remember there was bags everywhere. And I'm, some of them were mine. Some for, were for my sisters, right? And so I remember there was this, this mother load of gifts. And I walk in there, and then, you know, Jesus has met me at the door again. He's like, are you sure you want to look through this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So, so I, I remember going in, but I didn't want to open up the bags. Like, I, I just kind of like, you know, like you kind of just peek in. It's like, I didn't really touch the gifts, mom. Like, if she ever asked me, I didn't really touch them. I just kind of peeked in. I'm like, okay. So I go in there, and I saw basketball. And I, I love basketball. I wanted to play b- basketball back then. It was great. And, uh, and I remember seeing this basketball. So my hope for a gift was then transformed because now I, I had the assurance of it. Now, it wa- I wasn't totally assured because I did have two sisters. Now, my parents could have bought my uh, sisters the basketballs. Doubtful. So that's why my hope turned to faith in that moment. Anyone else have a similar circumstance where you look for gifts? You guys are just all too holy for me. Man. Okay. But it's kind of like that, right? Hope is a possibility. I know there is something available for me here. I know there's something available for me. There's a possibility right? I know that I can get healed. I know that Jesus heals people. That's a hope statement. I know that he does. And then faith says, I apply it to myself, or I apply it to my friend who's hurt, or whatever, right? So that's a quick little difference, right? Knowing that you've already received something, right, is faith, is faith. So let's look at some of these statements. I'm just going to say a few, and maybe I want you guys to determine. You want, I want you guys to shout out to me whether you think it's more oriented towards a hope statement or more oriented toward faith. Do we understand? Okay. Give me a thumbs up if you agree, if you got it. All right. Some of you are not holding your thumbs up. Come on. This is church. We're going to have fun. All right. So this first one is, God, please heal me. Yeah, that's hope. I remember I used to pray, I used to play a lot of soccer, I still do, but a lot more as a, as a youth, and I remember uh, like getting injured and just saying, God, please heal me, God, please heal me, God, please heal me, right? Because I knew he healed, I, I, I had this huge hope, I'd seen him heal people, like crazy stuff, just even as a youth, just growing up in church, I just saw him just totally healing people like nothing, right? And so I'm like, oh, but then I said, God, please heal me, but that's a hope statement, right? That's a hope statement. God has something better. Hope is good, right? Kind of like we talked about last week. Hope is really good, but faith is better. Faith is higher. Faith is harder, 
right? So God, please heal me. That's a hope statement. How about this? Um, maybe let's say that you're, you're injured or you're coughing. You're getting a common cold or something. And you say something like this. I declare that my body comes into alignment with God's word, that by his stripes we are healed. That's faith. What's it based on? The word of God. Hey, you guys are learning. I like this. This is good. This is good. All right, what about this one? I wish that it was sunny today. <laughs> Every Northwestern person here says amen, right? But that's a hope statement. You do have control over the weather. Yeah, you do. You actually do. You actually do. Easter was a fantastic example. Pastor would walk around. This is a testimony of Jesus and pastor right now. He would walk around and people would say, oh man, I hope, I hope that it won't rain on Easter or Easter weekend because we had the candy hunt, right? And we're doing it outside. And, uh, and he, would, he would just say, oh no, it'll be sunny that day. And he kept saying that. And he would counter hope statements with faith. Just bust right through them. Hope statements are good, and he would just go, bam, faith statement, boom. And it was done. And guess what? The weather was amazing, like amazing, amazing. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So good. All right, what about, uh, what about this? The weather will be sunny today in Jesus' name. That's more faith. You could say that with hope. But yeah, that'd be, I'd say that's more oriented toward faith. And we've used this, like I've used this before in soccer games. Like we play co-ed soccer on Sunday afternoons. And I don't want to play in rain most of the time. So I'm like, Jesus, I thank you for sunshine today. And I thank you that it breaks out over our field. And guess what? It does. It does. Right? It does. All right. How about this? Now, I'm getting kind of radical with some of these statements. Um, They're from the Bible. So I want to make sure we know that. Okay? Um, So this next one, uh, I will walk on water someday. Faith. Faith. You could say that with hope. I mean, I I could see where you could say, someday, Jesus, I'm going to walk on water. Right? You could say that with hope, or you could believe it in faith. Right? I will walk on water. I'm going to be walking on water. Right? So, <laughs> this is for all the students in here. Uh, please, 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 don't let me fail this test, Lord. <laughs> is that faith or hope? <laughs> that's a, that's a, that, that's a hope statement. Oh man, I've been there though. Anyone else been there where you're just like, like the minutes before a test, and suddenly you're like remembered. Oh my goodness, I haven't prayed in the last week. I need to pray right now. We're going to get things worked out right now, Jesus. Um, Yeah, and then maybe something like this. Thank you, Lord, for your favor on this test. That'd be faith. That'd be faith. Because you're already trusting that he's going to do what what he said he's going to do, right? He's going to be with you even to the end of the age, right? So he's going to be with you always. So it's crazy. So faith is really more about trust. Faith is more about trust. Faith, I I like the word trust even in, in place of faith. Because you're literally trusting on God. You can have hope in God, but that there's no result. There's no tangible result assigned with that, right? When you have faith, you have trust. He's going to move on my behalf, right? He's going to move on my behalf. So it's crazy, crazy good stuff. Isn't Jesus good? First John four seventeen. I brought this up the other day. I don't know if we have it, but I'll just touch on it quickly. In this world, we are like Jesus. It's pretty simple. In this world, we are like Jesus. Was Jesus filled with faith and hope? Yes. Did he move mountains with hope or with faith? With faith. He would just go up to people and say, be healed. (laughs) Okay. That takes some faith, right? That takes some faith to know that God's going to move. And he didn't do all that stuff through his divinity, right? He was God. But he didn't do all that stuff through his divinity, right? He did it through his manhood. He was our example. 
He was our example of what to live like, what to pray like, what to minister like, right? Jesus was that perfect example. And because of the dominion he gave us back in Genesis 1 that was restored through our new life in Jesus, right? We have dominion over this world. We have dominion over our circumstances, right? We have crazy authority in every realm. In healing, we have crazy authority. Not only just because everything is possible for one who believes, not just because of that statement. He goes on further to qualify even that. Hey, in healing, by his wounds, we are healed, right? Or he gives us the example. Everywhere that he went, he healed everyone in that town. That's crazy. Guess what? We get to do that too. We get to prophesy just like Jesus did. We get to cast out demons just like he did. We get to change the weather. We get to drink poison and not be hurt. We get to walk on water. We get to fly. We get to translate, as the Bible says. Or for Star Trek fans, is Carla in here? Amen. You can warp in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah, did I just see this? Did I just see this? Yeah, all right. (laughs) Okay, all right. All the uh, Star Wars fans are like, get out of here, guys. Um, But you can literally do that, right? Even Philip did that in the Bible. He translated or warped for the more, uh, uh, you know, uh, contemporary version, right? He was in one place, baptized someone. Dude came out of the water, looked around. Where's the dude who just baptized me? Then Philip shows up over here in another town preaching the word of God. Guess what? You get that too in Jesus. You get to move objects without touching them. I'm only saying that because everything is possible for one who believes. You get to end droughts. You get to end disease. So on and so forth. I just want to say it's not fiction, and it's not fantasy. What is it? It's faith. It's faith. It's not fiction. It's not fantasy. It's faith. And the reason people don't see, I think the biggest reason why people don't see miracles here in the United States in terms of the large scale in like third world countries is because of this one thing, faith. Faith. Because they put themselves in a situation to totally trust God. It's not a hope thing. I think in the United States, we tend to enjoy hope. We like hope. It's a country of hope. It really is for people, but then we don't move on into faith. We just kind of sit and enjoy the jacuzzi of hope rather going into the giant Olympic sized like swimming pool that Jesus has for us in faith, right? So we've got to go a little bit deeper. And that's why you see so many miracles abroad. Because what else are they going to do? Their faith, they're trusting God. If God doesn't do something, they are just out of luck. He's the only one who can do something. And I think in the United States, we limit ourselves in that regard, right? Even, I think even, um, and hopefully this challenges you. This may be a little radical. But, uh, but if you think about it, when we get a cold, a sickness, whatever, and we're not feeling good, are you going to Jesus first for your answer or are you going to medication first? Why don't we give Jesus a chance to do something with us, to help build up our faith for future encounters, rather than settling for just the good that's available. We have a good thing, a good thing, a good plumb line or whatever. Why don't we just set that thing just as high as we can, right? Why can't we just set it as high as we can, right? It's amazing. God has opened up so many doors for us, so many doors. He's just waiting for us to walk through. Amen? So what are some reasons for being stuck in hope rather than moving on into faith? 
right? And I'm not saying hope is bad. I want to make that very clear. Hope is very good. Hope will get you through tough circumstances. Hope will help you survive. Hope will help you survive. Faith is based on hope. It's powered by hope. But hope isn't the end-all be-all. Faith is where things are moved. So maybe uh, it comes from fear, fear issues or um, issues with maybe like rejection. So I think of in terms of praying for people, um, sometimes we tend to have a hope perspective when we pray for someone. And I used to do this all the time. Thank you, Jesus, for Pastor Dwayne and Joel, right? For inspiring us to be like Jesus, right? So I used to pray like this all the time. Jesus, I just thank you. Uh, like, like, let's say I was praying for, I don't know, a friend or something. And I'd be like, God, I just thank you, Jesus, that just when, tonight while they're sleeping, that you will heal them and that uh, after they take their pain medication, they'll feel really good, you know? And, and that's a very hope-based prayer, right? And there's not a lot God can do with that because he's waiting for you to use faith. He's waiting for you to use faith. He's, away, he's waiting for you to totally trust in him, right? There's no other way out. There's no little, like, shortcut to get where you're going. He's just waiting for you to come to him, right? And I used to do that. And maybe it's because of rejection. Maybe because I'm afraid that if I pray with faith and nothing happens, that I totally look, I look dumb in front of them. That's part of the risk of faith. That's part of the risk of faith. You have the possibility of something not happening. Oh, my goodness. Right? And we freak out and we're like, I'm just going to pray off for this far off thing. So when, if it does happen, right, if it's a negative result, it's, it's, it's away from me. I don't have to feel that. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus, please heal them tonight while they're sleeping. Right? So then in that moment when you pray for them, they, there's, no, there's nothing on you. You're just like, okay perfect. If, if they don't get healed, it's, it's fine. They'll be at their house. They won't be around me, right? So maybe it's because of rejection, fear of rejection. Maybe it's because of fear of failure. You don't want to mess up. That's what it was for me. I don't want to mess up. I want to have a perfect record, Jesus, and I will have a perfect record if I just keep saying, if I don't know the result, <laughs> right? You have a perfect record if you don't know the result, and that's kind of where I was at. I was fear of failing, fear of failing, or not measuring up, or trust, Maybe you have trust issues with father. Maybe you don't totally trust him like you thought you did. Maybe it's because of ignorance. Maybe it's because you don't know what's available to you. It's not necessarily an excuse, but maybe you haven't been reading your Bible like you know you should. So you don't actually know the promises that are available to you. Maybe you haven't been spending time in prayer. So you haven't been allowing the word of God, Jesus, as it says in John, the word of God, to just to wash over you, just with his goodness, his reassurance, his mercy. Pastor Dwayne had a great, it was maybe a few years ago, um, talked about a trip, and I think something was stolen, right, on one of your trips. It was in Mexico. I don't, I don't know where you were at. Something was stolen, and I remember you talked about a credit card that had some sort of benefit on it that helped you get that stuff back or get it paid for. Right? And it was on the credit card, and I remember him preaching about this. It's such a good example. On the credit card, he looked at the, st- at the, the fine print of what the, cover, uh, the credit card actually had as benefits, and there were all these other benefits that came along with it, but he didn't know it existed because he hadn't read it. So let's think about that. If we haven't read it, do we know what's available to us in the Bible? 
No, that's why the Bible is so important. It's not just this book that we read or we say we believe in and we throw it in the dresser and don't touch it for a year. You know what I mean? Like it's a powerful thing. It, it's a powerful thing. It changes your perspectives. It, it allows you to build up your hope that you know what is now possible. You read about Philip, you know that you can warp anywhere, right? You read about Paul praying for people, right? You read about Peter and his shadow and you know it's available to you. And that's just a baseline. That's like Jesus' starting point. He's just like, okay, this is what's available to you. Now go and do beyond that. Right? That's all hope. He's building your hope right there, letting you know it's possible. So you can do even greater things there. Let's read the word, yeah? So good. Even when we don't want to, it's always beneficial. Right? Maybe it's a quick fix or apathy that keeps us from entering into hope and faith. Maybe we're just like, uh, I don't really want to. Uh, I got better things to do, right? Oh, I've, you know, sometimes for me, um, God tells me to pray for somebody and then I, and I think I've talked about this before, but you get in this whole mode like, I don't know, it's not really the right time, you know, and you kind of go back and forth with Jesus, you know, I've got to get, I got to get to that soccer game today. I can't, I can't pray for that person. I'll be, I'll only be 30 minutes early, not 35 or whatever, right? And so, so you start to get this in your perspective, in your mind, and it's kind of the apathy, like you don't really care, you don't care enough about the other person. Well, how do you care about somebody more? You get with the one who cares for everybody. You talk to the father, he gives you his compassion, and then it's a lot more easy. So that's an easy fix. Apathy is an easy fix. Also, I think sometimes, too, we don't enter in, into faith, maybe because of a pride thing. And this, this is more so, this is what I used to be uh, when people would pray for me and I was, like, injured or something was wrong. And, um, <laughs> and I, almost di- like, I almost didn't want them, didn't want their healing. Like, I, ha- I, heard, I already had an answer. I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a brace on it. It's going to be fine. You don't need to pray for me, right? Anyone else been like that? Okay, nobody? Awesome, amen. Okay. Uh, So uh, this is for praying for someone with like, for a headache. This is a personal story of mine um, where I I remember praying for someone with a headache and as soon as the prayer was over, uh, you know, they said thank you and it was great and I I really believe that they were going to be healed. And uh, at the end of the prayer, they said, oh, like, I didn't even get, I don't even know if I even got to ask them, how are you feeling? They're like, yeah, thank you for that prayer. I just need a painkiller and I'm going to be great. (laughs) And I'm like, no, that's not the point. Okay. And so it's the same thing. We we, sometimes, even when we're prayed for, we reject it. It's like, no, I got an answer. I got an answer. I'm just going to go to the doctor. I'm just going to go to the doctor. Let's give Jesus a chance. Right? Let's give Jesus a chance. He's amazing. He's amazing. He comes through. He pulls through for you. All right, so now we get to the most important part, how to utilize faith and hope. This is the good stuff. One, be in relationship with Jesus. Check mark. There you go. All right, if you're in relationship with Jesus, you have access to the Father. You have access to all things. That's amazing. How many like that? Yeah. You have all things pertaining to life and godliness, which is everything. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So his promises allowed us to build hope and faith, right? Like what we talked about before, hope is like this bottom layer. It allows us to see what's possible. It allows us to see what's possible, but from far off view. It doesn't take very much um, effort to be in hope. It doesn't take very much effort. But faith takes a little bit of effort. It takes a little bit of, of 
oomph behind it to get it going, right? You just need to trust God, right? Trust, trust involves that you go out and do something. Hope just involves I can sit back and hope on my couch. You know what I mean? So one, be in relationship with Jesus. Two, surround yourself with faithful people. People who are faithful. That's what really helped me. Being here at New Horizon was like the biggest blessing, right? Because there are faith-filled people here. If you want to hear about a miracle, talk to someone who's been going here for a year, two years, three years, four years. You're just going to hear miracle after miracle. Crazy wonders, signs that happen. And if you're looking for your miracle, you're in the right place. This is a good place to start. Jesus is here. And also maybe... If you want to build your faith a little more, maybe join an outreach team. See how, see how they pray for people. See how they pray for people. Maybe join a connect group. Get connected with people who are full of faith, where you have crazy encounters. I love my connect group. I love it. I love it. People are healed all the time. We pray for people, total breakthrough. Just the other week, like an issue with cancer, right, for someone, at, a coworker at, at uh, at their uh, workplace. Yeah, just amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Join a connect group. Last one, come to church. <laughs> right? It's the easiest way to build faith. You just sit in here and just bask in the glory of Jesus and just let the wisdom of the Father just pour in over us, right? Third, be encouraged by testimonies. Testimonies are amazing. They're a way that Jesus shows us what's possible. Right? The Bible is just one big testimony or love letter, right? I'll accept both answers. Both are correct. A and B are acceptable, right? But it's just, it's one huge testimony of how Jesus loves his people and how he comes through. When there's a dire situation, he comes through every time. So, so let's be encouraged by testimonies, even of those around us, right? We have a, we have a testimony team over here taking testimonies, right? I think it's, in, it's your duty, if God touched you, to share that with people. If he somehow affected your life positively in some way, to let people know. Because if they don't know, they can't even have hope. They don't even know it's possible. So you telling them, writing down your story of how he touched you, inspires someone to now know, now they have hope. They have something to power their faith. So let's have a huge, gigantic battery of testimonies, right? So faith is just easy to enter into. And it's important. I think it's our duty to share how God touches us. And I think a lot of times it's because of pride. Like we're, we're afraid we're going to be prideful. Well, Jesus did this for me today, right? And then you think like, I'm so good. Or I prayed for three people and they were all healed, right? Some people think that's prideful. Well, it could be, right? It could be. But why don't you just share what Jesus is doing? Jesus is doing it anyway. It's not even you. You're just being faithful to what he's told you to do. So why don't you share that testimony? I used to be hung up on that. I used to be hung up on that. I don't really want to share it because, you know, I mean, it'll seem like I'm prideful or I'm trying to brag or whatever. No, you're bragging about Jesus. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We get permission to brag about Jesus. So stop hoarding our testimonies. Right? <laughs> Let's get those things out there. And then also, uh, and I'll invite the worship team up at this point. Um, be brave and put yourself in a position to totally trust God. That's the scariest one. The other one is like, oh, those are easy. That's the scariest one. Be brave and put yourself in a position to totally trust God. Pray for someone who's injured. 
You see a buddy, a coworker at work, you see a family member, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them with faith. Not like a little hope prayer that like, like gives you an exit out of the conversation at the end of the day when you leave, right? But pray with faith. There's going to be an expectation that Jesus will move, that he will move. Try walking on water. If you want to do it, you got to try it, right? If you want to do it, you got to try it. Maybe even just starting telling someone new about Jesus. Sometimes that even takes some faith. <laughs> Jesus, I, I want to tell this person, but I don't know how it's going to go over. They're my boss and they control my finances. No, they don't really control your finances, but Jesus does. But it's scary. That's why faith is awesome. It's like jumping off a mountain with a bungee cord on your feet and then just knowing God's going to bring you back up, <laughs> you know? And even if nothing happens in those moments, hope gives up. Faith does not. Hope will say, oh, it's a possibility someday. Faith says, no, it's mine now. So if a situation does not change for you or someone we are praying for that is not permission to give up. Just think about it in wartime. Some of the biggest, bloodiest, worst battles in history have decided a war. So are you going to win the war against whatever that situation is? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Through faith, you are. Through faith, you are. It refuses to give in. It refuses to give in. No matter what it is, it refuses to give in. You prayed for it one time, nothing happened. Guess what? You're going to do it again until you see a result, until you see a result. So we're going to live out of faith. We're a people of faith. Everything is possible for those that believe, right? Can I have everyone stand? We're going to end with this. James 5, 13 through 15. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith. So let's be a people of, of faith here at New Horizon. We already are. We already are. We already are. That's who we are. But when we're raised to life in Jesus, when we have this new life in him, that means we live now out of faith. Hope is not our end-all, be-all. Christendom has taught us to be okay with hope, to stay at hope. We're a people of faith. We're moving on to faith. Let's everyone close our eyes. God, we just thank you for today. We thank you, Jesus, for your word, for you challenging us, even if it's difficult. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Dad, that all things are possible for those that believe. And that's us. And we declare it over us right now in Jesus' name. That every single one of us would enter into the promises of God and the fullness of who we are in Jesus. And we thank you and we just receive it right now. The fullness of who we are. We receive the fullness of faith. The fullness of faith. The fullness of boldness and trusting in you. And God, we just give you our hearts today. We give you our hearts today. Even right now, maybe even think about what's been holding you back from going into faith. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's rejection. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's a past hurt or a past wound. Whatever it is, identify what it is. Maybe you're not having a problem. Maybe you're doing great in faith. 
Then think about how ways you can extend it. You can trust God more. Areas of your life you can trust Him. So just begin to think about that right now. Let's reflect. Let's reflect. Just for a few moments. Just with the eyes closed. Just reflect. team to come up, the prayer team. This is an invitation. If you want prayer for this area, you're like, you know what? I haven't been living out of faith. I've been living out of hope. And you want prayer for that? We have the prayer team up here to release a new season for you through Jesus. Release a new season for you where circumstances change, where circumstances change. So just ask, even this time as we end in worship, you come up and get prayer for that area. And then also, if you, if you don't know Jesus, or you, you don't have all the benefits of hope because you haven't had Jesus yet, you haven't died to your old self, your old ways, your sins, you haven't died to that and been raised to life in Christ. If you're still sitting in death and you want life in Jesus, I just invite you to come up and get prayer. Accept Jesus today. Maybe it's been a long time. Just accept Jesus today. He wants to talk to you. And if you're new with us, we have the Connect Center Connect. And if you have a testimony, we have testimonies here in the front corner. So if you have a testimony you want to share of how Jesus touched you, please do so. It's going to benefit someone and it's going to show the love of the Father and how willing and able he is to meet every need. Amen. So let's just end with worship today.